What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the 60 Feet 6 Inches podcast presented by Tailgate Sports. I'm your host, David Furtado, joined with me by my good friend, Dylan Delaney. How's it going, Dylan? We're doing great. We're doing great. We're almost at the arrival of sports again. Yeah, we got one more week till baseball, week from tomorrow, uh, opening day for most of the league, not all of it. Um, so should be fun. Got a lot. pretty much every team's doing uh, inter-squad scrimmages right now, and those have been fun to kind of look at all the different Twitter videos of guys hitting home runs and all that stuff. Uh, which brings me to the topic of today's podcast, which is going to be taking a look at the American League, how it stacks up um, each division. Uh, we'll start with the AL East and probably the best team favorite to win the AL East, the New York Yankees. Uh, your initial thoughts on them? Uh, very good at baseball. Very, very good at baseball. Um, obviously, I have them as my preferred. Are we doing, we're still doing the MVPs and X-Factors, correct? Of course. Okay, so I'll just go off with mine, because my MVP is obviously going to be Garrett Cole. I mean, he's just kind of like absurd as far as the pitcher goes. Um, there's not really much to be, needs to be said about him. Like He's just really good at baseball. And then my X factor for them is Giancarlo Stan because when he's healthy, he's been great. But you know that's just that health is just that huge asterisk whenever Giancarlo Stan comes up. But as far as the Yankees go, like obviously we know their lineup is absolutely absurd, and you know even though they're dealing with some some injuries right now, they're still like the most talented team in the American League. Like if you got to pick a favorite to win the the, the pennant, it's more than likely going to be them. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, they're definitely the favorites in the AL East, um, probably in the entire American League. That team's top to bottom stacked, both sides, pitching uh, and hitting. Um, I'd say my MVP for them, I would pick uh, DJ LeMahieu, just because, you know, especially last year, he did so much for him, playing a bunch of different positions. Uh, can kind of, you know, came from Colorado, where he was mostly a second baseman, kind of, you know, showed up in New York, handled the pressure of playing for the Yankees, which a lot of guys don't. And oh, exactly. He did, you know, played multiple positions, played everything well, did everything the team asked him uh, to do. And he hit. What was that? He batted like 340. Yeah, and and he hit a ton. So, which, that's exactly what he did in Colorado, too. So I expected that. But I didn't expect him to, you know, succeed as much as he did with all the versatility he showed. So he's definitely going to be my MVP for the Yankees uh, this upcoming season. X Factor, I'm going to dig a little deeper here. Um, I definitely like your pick for Stanton. But mine is going to be Clark Schmidt, who is, uh, I believe, the Yankees' number one pitching prospect. Um, this kid's just electric. Simple way to put it. He's one of the best right-handed pitching prospects in baseball. Um, plan seems to be bring him up. Um, I know right now the league has said if you keep uh, any players down who uh, haven't played in the MLB yet, haven't made their debut, or don't have a year of service time already, if you keep them down for, I believe, it's the first week of the season and then bring them up, service time won't count against the contract. So mm-hmm. while I don't think he's going to be on the opening day roster, I can pretty much guarantee you he's coming up, you know, a week or two in. And, you know, if he comes up and he performs, that's a whole nother aspect to that rotation that I think a lot of people weren't necessarily counting on. Yeah. So now you're looking at, you know, Garrett Cole, add Clark Schmidt in there um, towards the you know, middle back of the rotation. That's, that's going to be good, especially, you know, you got Paxton there as well. Um, and he's playing for a contract, Paxton. So that'll be a really good rotation for sure. Not to mention, you already got Tanaka, who took that line drive off the head the other day, so he might not be around either. He's he so. seems to be fine. Oh, he is. Yeah, no, he went to the hospital, got checked out. He was fine. I mean, they're holding him out for now, um, but he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna miss substantial time. 
Right. They also, but they also got some other guys that on their rotation, like Severino is not going to be available for them. I'm yeah, sure he'll be out. Dumont, he's still he's going to be suspended still, so they won't have they won't have him. But like, yeah, so I'm with you on that. Like, if if especially if they bring him up, like he's the kid's got electric stuff. So like, if they bring him up, that could be an entire new like entire new realm of their their pitching staff just right there. Like, and even like their bullpen's going to be all set too. Oh, for sure. Their bullpen's locked down. I mean, they have Chapman who has COVID right now, but I mean, he'll be hopefully fine in a few weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, like they're just top to, top to bottom, just like a stacked team. Yeah, and I mean, even without Chapman in that bullpen, it's still one of the best in the league. You still have Adam Adovino, Zach Britton, um, Chad Green back there throws absolute gas. Like I mean, every everybody top to bottom in that bullpen, I feel like throws ninety seven to one hundred. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely absurd. It's, it's yeah it's just one of those teams and it's like you're it's like they it's it's like you know you go and play mlb the show and you turn four trades on yep and that's yeah, the te- that's the team you get <laughs> that's always been the yankees so they, they they can get they, if the yankees want someone they can basically get them yeah absolutely it's All like right. it's kind of like the opposite of what the new york Knicks do. yeah no exactly yeah no people want to go the play Knicks, for the yankees yeah the knicks want everybody but they don't get anybody the yankees want everybody but they actually do get them <laughs> yeah this. so they'll they'll be good no question um definitely my pick to win that division um probably the entire american league yeah they'd be they'll up there i don't know if that's my pick per se right now but they'll i think they're without a doubt for me alcs without yeah they'll, they'll be there at the end right 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 um all right so we'll move on uh to the yankees arch rival Sounds, seems like a good place to go from here uh the boston red sox definitely a much different outlook here um i Personally, can't stand the team, so I'll try to be as objective as I can be. Um, but to be honest, uh, the pitching makes me sick to my stomach. It's awful. Yeah, it's not good. They it's have not. none. I mean, you're missing Chris Sale for the year. Had to get Tommy John. That was pretty much it for your pitching staff. Um, they got two solid guys. You got you got Eduardo Rodriguez, who right now um, is dealing with COVID. Uh, but again doesn't seem like he's uh feeling it too much which is good thankfully um should you know be back in a few weeks so they'll have him they have Nate Evaldi who I you never know what you're gonna get from the guy right it's you know he's in his whole career it's just been very you know kind of up and down not super consistent so I mean if he shows up and he plays you know like if, if, yeah if the, if the 2018 Nate Evaldi shows up then that's a different story. Now you got a guy who can kind of go out there for a six-game season and, and be that ace-type pitcher, or be like a one and a one A with uh, Erod. Right. If yeah. not, you're looking at a guy who throws you know 98 dead straight, and it's just going to be batting practice. Right. And right now, with your rotation, your third starting pitcher, Mark Perpins, who is not that good, and they just signed Zach Godley, who I can tell you is not good. Yeah, I mean, Martin Perez has had some good seasons, but those good seasons came like 2014 and 2016. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're, you know, you're rolling the dice. I mean, the pitching in the bullpen, it's not much better. You have Brandon Workman at the back end, who I had my doubts when they said, you know, last year he was going to be, you know, kind of the closer. Um, but, you know, he shut me up. He was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely one of the best. He was definitely in the in the top half of closers. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they they have, they have some decent guys in the bullpen, and like and that and the thing with the Red Sox is like their their lineup's not going to be the problem. Like you, your your lineup is absolutely stacked still, even without Mookie Betts. Oh yeah, no the 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 offense they're going to score runs. I mean, you still have Devers and Bogarts and um, Ben and in there. Vasquez JD. coming off a really good season. JD Martinez, like they they they're going to score. I just Martinez is my MVP pick for this team easily. Yeah, it's him endeavors, but I got. I'll give it to. I'll give it to JD. But yeah, like the lineup's not for the problem. It's just the pitching. Like it's just that and the whole manager mess too. What's going on? You know, you don't have core anymore, so you got a new manager in there. Yeah, it's just it's it's not things are not looking good over at Fenway Park. I'd say my my MVP for this team. I'll you know I'll throw it out there. Xander Bogarts. I think I think is going to be you know that's I guess that's a safe pick. Um, kind of, you know, what you see is what you get, and what you get's really good. Yeah, one of the better, one of the best shortstops in the league. So, uh, you know, he's just gonna be consistent, go out there every day, hit, and play solid shortstop, which is all you can ask for. Um, so definitely, I think he'll be he'll be the MVP of the team. X factor. Um, I'll say Kevin Pillar. Kevin Pillar. Because right now you're looking at you have your two you have two outfielders. Definitely for sure solidified. You're going to have Bradley and Ben Benintendi. That third outfield spot, kind of a toss-up, could go either way between Pilar and Verdugo. Yeah, it's funny you say that because Verdugo is my X-Factor. It's going to be whoever ends up starting as the third outfielder. Because, you know, Verdugo's had some back problems, so who knows where he's at right now. They say he's he's looking healthy, but who knows. Um, right, as long as we get some, some, some sort of production from whoever is replacing Benz. Yeah, it's it's gonna come down to uh, you know whoever gets that last outfield spot. I think is gonna be the X factor of the team because that's the guy essentially replacing Mookie Betts. Yeah, exactly. And you, when you're replacing Mookie Betts, you have a very very large parachute to fill. For sure. So yeah, I have the Sox at fourth in the, in the AL East, um, which is probably good news for you because I'm sure you can guess up who's. Oh, I know exactly who's third. Um, but yeah. Just as far as the pitching, like they, they would be higher. It's just the pitching is just there. They just don't have any besides like the top one and a half guys in the rotation, and that half is you know could go down to one and it could go up to two depending on how well he performs. Yeah, um, I mean if we if you get like a pleasant surprise in the back in the back half, then great. But if not, you know maybe they call up some of the younger guys. Yeah, to, there's just there's there's too much unknown. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's too just, much unknown to get excited about them. Yeah, with with a sample season, with a sample season like this, like it, I don't think it exactly bodes well. To the yeah, no, definitely you got, and it's and it's because we'll go on to the next team, uh, which I think we'll move up to Toronto and do the Blue Jays next. They're also a lot of unknown, but I think it's a different type of unknown. With the Red right. Sox, you're looking at you know some vets they brought in, um, like Martin Perez, Kevin Pillar, those kind of guys who have been in the league. Have been have had flashes of being pretty good, but for the most part, have just been kind of steady players. Right. So you know, it's kind of like, what are we going to get out of those? I'm less hopeful it's going to be this big, huge superstar. Whereas you go up to Toronto and you got you know, 23, 23, 24, 22, like all these young guys who have been you know populating this the MLB top 30 prospects forever. Right. And that's right. like you got a lot more like big time potential there. The core is the core is finally right. The core is ridiculous, and I am so excited for it. Absolutely certain. Yeah, I'm, I'm all here for the Blue Jays, and then and I know the big thing that you stress 
is like if you're if the back end of this rotation like can stay healthy and like perform, then this going to be so much better than people expect it to be. Yeah, my thing with the Blue Jays, so we'll we'll move on officially to them right now. Um, there's the pitching is still, eh. I mean, they brought in uh, Ryu over the winter, which was huge because um, they never spend money. This team, um, or very seldom do they spend big money in the free agency market. Um, so they brought him in, you know, four years, like eighty something million dollars. He's going to be their ace, no question. Behind him, you're looking at probably some order of like Matt Shoemaker, Tanner Roark, um, maybe Trent Thornton, Chase Anderson, Chase Anderson, possibly. It's that fifth spot right now. I think the guys who are locked in. Chase Anderson, Hinjin Ryu, Matt Shoemaker, Tanner Roark. That fifth spot, it's kind of down to Trent Thornton, Shun Yamaguchi, who they just got in from Japan, signed with the team, um, and maybe Ryan Baraki, who my personal pick would be Baraki. They brought him up in 2018. He was unbelievable. I mean, they, they threw him straight to the fire. First game was at Houston in the midst of the trash can banging. And he pitched okay. like he pitched like six innings with giving up like one run. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember. I remember what you were talking about. Yeah. He's he's the lanky lefty, and that that was his first major league start. And then you know he proceeded to pitch against the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Yankees, the Red Sox, just bouncing against all these good teams, and came out of it relatively unscathed. So he would be my pick. But I think if I had to, you know, smart money's on Trent Thornton to get that fifth starter. So the rotations, the rotation in in, in total is good. It's not, I don't really stress, I'm not stressed about any of those guys, and I don't look at any of those guys like, oh, God, they suck. My question is, what about Pearson? Pearson, so, same thing, with he's in the same boat as Clark Schmidt. He's coming up a week in. My guess is they're going to put him in. Whoever has the worst start the first time around is probably getting bumped, <laughs> or or they'll go to a six-man rotation. Yeah, which which for their case might just be better. I think the, the six-man rotation is much more likely. But uh, I mean, you fit that fifth starter in there, then you can just put slide. Yeah, in. for sure. And and when I said Clark Schmidt was one of the best right-handed pitching prospects in baseball, Nate Pearson, in my opinion, is the best right-handed pitching prospect in baseball. I know yeah, some. No. I know some people would argue Casey Mize is better, and there's a good argument for that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ranked higher in the a lot of prospect rankings. Um, but I think there's something about 103 to 104 miles an hour that just kind of plays. Yeah, that's absurd. Um, so the the kid's gonna come on. He he just throws gas. Like uh, there's really no way around it. He's got a good slider, decent changeup, good curveball. Like he's got the secondary pitches. He's got the size and the makeup to be you know an MLB ace for a lot of years. Um, honestly, probably the most excited I've been to see a guy pitch for the Blue Jays since I saw Roy Halladay pitch. Like. There's just there's been there've been plenty of good pitchers to go through like Ricky Romero, um, you know Marcus Stroman, Aaron Sanchez for that one year. Um, so there've been good pitchers to come through, but I've never been this excited to see a guy pitch for this team. Ricky Romero, Ricky, Mar- Ricky Mar- Romero was so slept on. He was honestly kind of nice. <laughs> I remember having him in fantasy a couple times back when I was like in middle school or something like that, or, or I don't even remember. But he was he had his he had his moments where he was actually pretty good. Yeah, he was he was pretty good. But I'd say, you know, pitching, pitching's fine. Pitching's fine. Hitting, they're going to score a lot of runs. Uh, you're looking at the top of that lineup's going to have Bo Bichette in it, who all he does is hit. 
Um, you're going to have Vlad, who just moved to first base. I'm expecting the bat to go crazy now that he doesn't have to think about fielding baseballs. He can just right. basically be a glorified DH over there. Which is perfect for him. Yeah. You got Rowdy Telez, who is the king of the like two-week, three-week hot streak. Yes. And in a 60-game season, that's probably the difference between you know fifth place and third place. Right, right. Is three weeks of good hitting. Yeah, yeah, especially at this point, you know, if you get that, if you get that, like three weeks of this absolutely. Monster. Yeah, I I think a sixty game season plays so well into these these types of teams. Like you know, the Blue Jays are one, the White Sox are another. These young teams that have these superstar potential players, um, because these guys, you know, you bring you bring prospects up, they're most known for being streaky. All of them, it just you know comes with the territory. So they're going to bring these kids up. I mean, if they all go on hot streaks at the same time, next thing you know, you're not losing games. And there's only 60 to play. So you find yourself in the playoffs because you played like three, four weeks of really good baseball. And that's kind of the difference. But I'd say my MVP for the Blue Jays this year uh, is going to be is going to be Hinjin Ryu. Um, okay. And then my X factor is probably, I want to say Austin Martin, but I really don't think he's going to end up playing. Um so I'll say Kevin Biggio. Okay. Because uh, I'll go. I'll go with mine real quick. Yeah, no, go is, for it. Go for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say mine's Vladdy to to come off of his season of last year. I think he's just been absolutely berserk this year. And my X factor is gonna be Matt Shoemaker. All right, that's a great X factor, honestly. Because like, if you, because I I've seen what he's done with the Angels, and if he can replay like some sort of like pitching that he had there, and he brings it to Toronto with him. And, we, and even when he was even because he he did pitch with the Blue Jays and when he does he like he's like he's just very inconsistent. That's all. He was really you know, honestly so he was uh, really really good for the first month of last year and then he got hurt blew out his ACL and missed the rest of the year. He was their best pitcher for the first uh, well aside from Stroman, he was their best pitcher for the first you know month and a half of last year. Right, you bring a guy like that in there if you can if he can reclaim like that first sort of magic that he had in that first month. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The stuff's absolutely there. But uh, yeah, that's I, and then for for Vladdy, it was it was in between him or Bo. It's just you can't go wrong with either of them at this point. Yeah, Bo Bo is unbelievable. He's your boy. That's he your just boy, he he just reminds me of like he's he's this like weird hybrid of like Javi Baez and Mookie Betts. Yeah, yeah, I can see that with his with like the swing that he had. Just the yeah. the swing, the swing looks just to me. The people say, you know, some people have said bats. To me, that's just all Baez. Like that swing, yep. just the 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 mechanics, the follow. Like it just all reminds me of Javi Baez. Yeah, but no, you know, yeah. either getting comp to either one of those guys is, is pretty high praise. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Like go down to Florida. Hit the Tampa Bay Rays. Always a good team. Balling on a budget. As always. The budget, the budget, the budget mania. It's them in Oakland. The, both of them, they are the budget ballers. For sure, for sure. Um, um, they're pretty good. I, yeah, honestly, they, there's not a lot of holes there. Uh, no. There's also not. Yeah, they'll they'll be fine. They're Mary my pick to come in second. Yeah, the same here. I think sure we have the same exact division standings. Yeah, looking at it, I'm pretty sure we do. Yeah. We all know who comes in fifth. So. Yeah, no, <laughs> we'll get to them. We'll, we won't spend too much time on them. <laughs> Thank God. But yeah, no, the the Rays, they'll be fine. They'll be good. Uh, my MVP pick uh, for them uh, is probably going to be Austin Meadows. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Because the dude just rakes. Um, and then their X Factor, I don't know, it's it's tough. I would say Brendan McKay. 
Yeah, especially if he gets if he gets if he gets a call this year, absolutely. Because he's an interesting case because he he two ways he plays two ways. So yeah, um, mine is a mine's Yoshi Tsugo. Ooh, that's a good one. To see it because I think they when I looked at the depth chart earlier, it looks like they're gonna put him at DH. So it would be interesting to see how yeah, he, that transfers over to the bigs. Yeah, because uh, either G Man Choi or um, oh, tell us his name, Jose Martinez, uh, is probably gonna play first. Yeah, I think it's G-Man Choi. G-Man Choi looks like he's going to play first. Um, but with the Rays, I don't think that there's any sort of chance that Wander Franco makes his way up to the bigs just because of where he's at right now. But if they would, if they want to, they should give him a shot, maybe. Oh, the kid's ridiculous. I mean, they have Willie Adamas. In the, I don't even know how to say his last name, but it's Willie. Yeah, no, no, you got you got it right, Adamas. Okay. But uh, and he, he's, not, he's not bad, but like you got the number one prospect in all of baseball just sitting in your farm system right now. And to be fair, he's only 19 years old, so I mean he's still got plenty of time. But still, yeah, definitely don't rush him. But I totally get it. if you think he's if if you want to give him a shot, you think he's ready, do it. There's really yeah. no reason not to. Yeah, I mean at this point, like because of I know we keep I know I keep mentioning, but like because it's such a short season, like you have the chance to like play around. Yeah, it's 60 games. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Exactly, exactly. If you if you think it's gonna help you win games and make that playoffs, go right ahead. But I like with the Rays, they're such a good team, like. I feel like in any other division, they, they would be probably, if, if not like the division winner, they'd be like right up there with the division winner. It's just the Yankees are so good in this division that the Rays just, like, they just have to fall behind. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, if the, like you said, if they were in any of the other divisions, they'd probably win. In the, but in the yeah. AL East, you can win 93 games and still come in second. Right. And their rotation is really nice, too. Like, you got Charlie Moran, you got Tyler Glass now. Uh, Blake Snell, you know, if Blake yep. Snell Ryan Yarbrough is probably there at the I, back. I was going to say, if, Blake, if, if uh, what's it called? Blake, Blake Snell would be another another pick for an X-Factor, too, because if you could return him back to his Cy Young form, you got, like, three Cy Young candidates in one rotation, arguably. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, that's, it's a, they're, they're, they're a really, like, interesting team to follow. Yeah, they're... expect them to be good, and then they turn off. Yeah, they're always fun to watch, because, like I say, it's just a bunch of guys that, you know... A lot of the casual fans have never heard of, and they they always win. You know, anywhere from like eighty five to ninety five games. There's the ragtag group. I remember just being a Red Sox fan, like growing up, I used to just hate them, but now I can like appreciate them more. <laughs> yeah, no, you kind of you get that perspective, and it's like you got to respect what they do down there. Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on to the last place team that we all know is going to be the last place team, and probably is going to be the worst team in baseball. That's the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, not much to say here; they're garbage. Do we have to show much respect to this team? Um, I'm just gonna. I mean, they're not good. They're yeah, very I, bad. Um, my notes just say that they suck. Yeah, no, that's about all you all you can say. I mean, they have John Means. He's pretty good. Um, that doesn't know, mean it. <laughs> but there's really only so much one pitcher can do. Um, as far as you know, guys in the lineup, Trey Mancini, he's not playing this year. Um, obviously I believe he has colon cancer, so, you know, hope, hope for the best for him. Right, uh, right. definitely, you know, a, a scary, unfortunate situation, but you know, they won't have his bat in the lineup from a X's and O's standpoint. You know, he's probably their best hitter. Um, and after that, you just kind of have, it's a- not much there. I mean, you got Jose Iglesias, who's fun, but he's not carrying anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's fun to watch, but like, I don't know. He's not a difference maker. Um, yeah, there's nothing there. I guess I guess the one ray of hope for Orioles fans is they they there's a chance they get to see Adley Rutschman this year. 
and that'd be pretty cool. Which would be awesome because that kid's like a bona fide stud. He's going to be a really good catcher in this league for a long time. Right. So. Um, aside from that, they just. Really yeah, I mean, I guess the MVP uh, of that team, I'd say John Means, and then the uh, the uh, X Factor is going to be Rutschman for sure. Yeah, I just put the X Factor as Alex Cobb just because Alex Cobb looks like like Alex Cobb has shown the potential to be a decent pitcher. So like maybe if he's good, that they have two good arms in the rotation. So good for them. They can just um, get through the season, be respectable. Yeah, that's fair. Although I, their their second baseman hands it Alberto. He actually batted over three hundred last year. Though. So may, maybe maybe he might be a bright spot. So yeah, that's that, true. That's all I got though. That's all I got. Like everything else, just like and Austin Mays in the in the outfield. Yep. Or Austin Hayes. I don't remember what it was, but he, that's really it. You don't. Yeah, have there's not much there. Uh, we'll move on to the division of Mich and the Twins, um, yep. and that is the AL Central. We'll start with the Twins, I guess. Start at the top. Yep. Um, I like the they're a really good team. <laughs> they were really good last year, and they got better. Yes. That's the thing. Like, their lineup last year, they set the record for most home runs, and then you went out and you got another power hitter. Yeah, they're they're good. Um, they're definitely going to win that division running away. Yeah, um, it's not it's not, and, like, and that's the thing. Like with the what we talk about, the Blue Jays, the same thing can go for the Twins. Like your back half of that rotation can hold up. Like first two starters in rotation, you're you know perfectly fine with. You're, if that back half of uh, Kent Maeda, Rich Hill, Homer Bailey, like that back half can like hold up their their ground, they'll be very good from top to bottom. Then yeah, no, they're a solid team. I'm excited to watch them. The the bats are just outrageous i mean you had josh donaldson who last year looked a lot like 2015 josh donaldson back into that lineup and i mean they're just so many home runs they're gonna hit so many home runs because top to, top to bottom all power hitters like yeah i mean every every even if they're not you know the quintessential power hitter every guy in that lineup has has got some serious pop mm-hmm. yeah my, you, uh, my mvp pick he and he's a, this is a sleeper pick for like an actual MVP for the American League as well as going to be Eddie Rosario. All right. Because Eddie Rosario actually got the MVP votes last year with with the season he had. So maybe if he can build up that, he might be able to front run for a little bit more of like an actual AL MVP as well. Yeah, for sure. I'd say. Uh, or do you want to give your X factor first? Uh, I'll, my X factor is going to be Byron Buxton. That's a good one. Honestly, that was probably going to be mine. Because with Buxton, you know that you know that he's like gonna be a great fielder no matter what. Just the only two things that set him back are injuries and inconsistency. Like, because he he has shown the promise to be a very good hitter, but at the same time, he's also very inconsistent at the at the bigs. Like, he'll have one year where he'll be absolutely great, or he'll have one like couple month stretch where he'll be great, but then he'll have another stretch where he barely bats over two hundred. Yeah, no, he's definitely like you said, he's kind of just up and down. But yeah, exactly. if but he's if he's good, that elevates that team to a whole new level. Yeah, if he's if he finds that some sort of consistency, and with him, it's just more about getting on base than anything else. You know, if yeah, you, if you, even if you get on base, like you don't have to bat for an insane average, just get on base because his speed allows him to have another dimension to their. To yeah, their if, if he wants to hit like two twenty and have a Joey Votto looking OBP, I mean that fine. that team's going to be fine because just get his wheels on base, and now you're putting pressure on the opposing defense, and that's going to be that. Yeah, exactly. And also, especially when you got guys that can hit gaps like the rest of that lineup. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be, I could see, you know, if he walks, gets hit by pitches, that kind of stuff, he gets on first. Just get to first base. I mean, they gap one, he's fast enough, he's going to score. Exactly. That's just the, the only problem is him getting to first base. Yeah, no, for sure. I'd say my MVP for this team uh, is going to be Josh Donaldson, just because, I mean, he was so good with Atlanta last year with the bat. Yeah. 
um, bring him into Minnesota against, you know, AL Central pitching. Which is not much Not enough. really much there outside of a few guys. The Tigers a bunch. <laughs> yeah, you play the Tigers a lot, and you play the Pirates a lot, especially this year. Ooh, and the Royals. And the Royals. So uh, Josh Donaldson's going to hit a lot of home runs. Um, so he's my MVP. My X Factor, like you said, Buxton. We went over him, so there's really not much I'm going to add. Right, right. But this team, uh-huh. it's they're looking pretty serious. Yeah, they, that's and that's when I was talking about the Yankees earlier. Like, this is the one team I think that could really uh, like unseat the Yankees. I know they didn't do a good job of it in recent postseason, but they're they're like legit. Like, I feel like if they if it's if this is them and the Yankees at a seven game ALCS, I don't know who I would take at this point. Yeah, and if they can't knock off the Yankees at this point, like you know, try number like eight hundred, um, right. might as well just blow the whole thing up. <laughs> what do we, let's let's try again. The thing, if, they blow the, if they blow their entire team up, they'd still probably win the they, they, they would. That's how bad it is right now. Well, it, it's getting better. It'll yeah, be it, it'll be really good in like five years. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, some teams will be good in five years. You'll have yeah. Good yeah. We'll, we'll move on to one of those teams, the Chicago White Sox. Um, yes. They're going to be really, really good uh, as soon as this year. They're in the same boat for me as the Blue Jays. They did just have Michael Kopech opt out of the season. Um, but you're still looking at a, a you know a plethora of young talent there, um, and they're yeah. most likely going to have um, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but Luis Robert or Robert, whatever it is. Um, oh, yeah. Forgive me for butchering the name, but great uh, prospects in the bigs. Yeah, dude, dude hit a home run the other day and fell down. Like he he <laughs> fell down as he swung and he still hit it like halfway up the bleachers. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so awesome. they're they're going to be good. Um, He's my X factor. Just because, like, if he if he could be an absolute stud, like the outfit's gonna be absurd. Yeah, no, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be really good. I'd say, um, you know, my my MVP for them is gonna be um, Yoan Mankata. Okay, that's just good he's doing it from both sides of the plate, and he seems to kind of be getting really getting his footing. He had a really good season last year. Um, definitely showing a lot of improvement. X factor, uh, I'm gonna say Dallas Keuchel. Because they bring him in, you know, short-term deal, get some veteran presence on that uh, on that rotation. They didn't really have a ton of, um, right? And you know, see what he can do. I he's a good pitcher. He's right. yeah. definitely he's not the Cy Young Award winner yeah. he was five years ago, but he's not yeah. bad. Yeah, he certainly regressed a little bit, but he's still he's still like a bona fide like good option. he's like a top three starter. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. And if he shows up and just stays healthy and pitches, you know, decently, that's a White Sox are a playoff team. My uh, my uh, my pick for MVP is going to be Eloy Jimenez. All right, that's my pick. And another pick for X Factor for me is going to be Nomar Mazzara, because Nomar Mazzara is actually a decent hitter. And but then they just kind of like let him go for nothing. Like the Rangers, they just kind of like let him just leave. They did, or they they trade him for, for like absolutely nothing. So. And they slayed to be the starter in right field. So, I mean, if they, you could have, like, a serious power-hitting trio in the outfield of Eloy, Luis Robert, and uh, Nomar Zara. Yeah, that's, I mean, there is, again, this is another team in the AL Central that's going to hit a lot of home runs. Plus, I got Tim Anderson, and I really like Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson's so, awesome. Awesome. One of my favorite players to watch. Love Tim Anderson. Batting, reigning batting champ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's 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 one of the, the players that makes baseball like very very fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Another one of Definitely. those guys is on the Indians too. Definitely. And I'm, I'm assuming they're probably 
right? Yeah, yeah. We'll move. We'll move right on to the Indians um, for the sake of time. Um, they're not that good, but I don't know why they have good players. They're just weird. They know? are. Like, they are just kind of weird. They're like very good and very bad at the same time. Like they don't. I, I will say they don't have a lot of pitching. They got Clevenger and Shane Bieber, and and Carrasco, kind of. He's definitely starting to regress a little bit, but he's not bad. And the back half is just like meh. Yeah, there's really nothing there. Um, obviously, it's like the same thing for the offense. Like you have good infield, but then your outfield just like. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, they lost Brantley a couple of years last year to um, Houston. Right. Now so you, you have your best outfielders are Oscar Ricardo and uh, Fran Reyes. Yeah, I mean Fran Reyes, he he's got a big time power bat, but he's not that like much of a consistent hitter. So I mean, right. you got your infield's gonna have to carry you if you know top to bottom your infield shows up and hits, they'll be fine. They'll be good enough to to scrape by. They probably won't make the playoffs. I really don't see a scenario in which they do. Because no. I think no. you're looking at for the wild cards, it's going to be Tampa locked into that first one, and then you're looking at some toss up of like Chicago, Toronto, possibly whoever comes in second in the AL West. Um, so it could be Houston, it could be Oakland, it could be maybe the Angels. I just don't see a scenario in which in which Cleveland really really pushes for anything. Yeah, it's, they're they're like that's what I'm saying. Like they're, it's, they just have so many holes on their team, but they also have so many strengths where like the holes are just gonna like eventually have to weigh in, unless they, unless some people surprise. Yeah, like, for unless sure. You get some, unless you get like some unexpected production from your back half your rotation, or you get some unexpected production from your your outfielders, then maybe they'll be more of a threat. But just right now, it's like it's nothing to be too excited about. Yeah, definitely. My MVP for them is obviously going to be Francisco Lindor. Um, and then my X Factor for them is going to be Jose Ramirez. Because um, last year was like a tale of two stories for Jose Ramirez. You know, he started off wicked poorly, and then he ended up on a really high note. So if you get more like that high note production, it'll serve better for them. But if you're getting more of that early stuff, then then, then that's going to be a no, no-go situation. Yeah, definitely. And my, my MVP is going to be Lindor as well. Um, really not a lot of explanation needed. He's one of the best players in baseball. Uh, in yeah. my opinion, best shortstop. Could find himself on a new team soon. I honestly, I kind of hope that for him. Because Cleveland, Cleveland seems to be kind of middling, close to like, why don't we just kind of rebuild it? Right, yeah. Um, they're like... definitely on the back end of that compete window, and it's probably yeah. closed. So, yeah, and I feel like right now would be like the perfect time to strike as, as far as like a rebuild goes. Like you got you have enough pieces you can ship off. Oh, for sure, like, for sure. You have, you have pieces that you can ship off, and you still have like good young pieces that you can keep on the team as well. Like you don't have to ship everybody out, right? But you can still get you can still get a lot of good like young players back in turn. Right, exactly. And my X factor for them is going to be Framel Reyes, because um, if he can hit consistently, that's a that's a big time bat in the middle of that lineup. And it's something in the outfield too. That's like consistent. That's like something consistent in the outfield. Right, right. Something they could definitely use. But yeah. As far as the Indians go, like they just that's that's gonna be the thing. Is like, can you get consistent production from areas that you need it, or if not, then what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> right. All right. Moving on um, to the kind of basement dwellers of the AL Central, and that's the Kansas City Royals. We'll start with, and then we'll move to the Tigers after. Yeah, um, the Royals. No. Uh, they have cool uniforms. <laughs> yeah, they, they, and they have... You know what? The Royals' offense isn't awful, 
It's not. It's not. They got some guys who can hit in there. Like they got Whit Merrifield. They got Jorge Soler. They got still yeah. Sal Perez. Yeah, they the offense is bad, but they're just you're just not a good team. You know, they're nowhere in your contention or anything like that. They're not going to be good. The, the days of the glory days of the, the World Series championship is over. But yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure like the only two players that are left from that team are Salvador Perez and Alex Gordon. And that's it. Yeah, no, that's definitely the only two left. Um, but yeah, no, so I, they're not going to be that good. Um, the most exciting thing I can give Royals fans for a 60-game season is you might get to see Bobby Witt Jr. And that's like a point. But probably not. Yeah, that's a thing for like a lot of the younger guys. Like they probably won't get action, but maybe towards the end of the season. We'll yeah, see. I would. I would say you got a, a chance, but it'd be like tops like thirty percent. Right. I don't, I don't think you see him there, but who knows? People start getting injured. If people start getting sick, um, yeah. you never know how deep into that player pool you're gonna have to reach. Yep. Exactly. You don't know. My uh, my MVP pick is going to be Whit Merrifield for them because he's probably the most consistent player that they have on that team. That's actually good. Um, and my X fact will be Salvador Perez just to see how he comes back from not playing last year. Right. That was so. Um, my MVP was going to be Jorge Soler just because I mean he led the team in home runs last year. He's one of the best home run hitters in the AL. He was a number one in AL. Yep. Think, right. Yeah, I believe so. So I mean that guy's going to bop. He's going to hit a lot of home runs. Um, he's just- no, he, that's, a, that's a thing. I remember he used to play for the Cubs. When he played for the Cubs, he just had no average skills or anything like that. He just launched long that was it. Yeah, he kind of bounced around for a little bit. He's kind of had, you know, a rebranding of sorts, I guess, a reemergence with the Royals, which is good. Good for him. I mean, he's, a, he's a fun player to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then my X factor for them is also going to be Sal Perez because, uh, like you said, he didn't play last year. Kind of want to see how he bounces back. He's not getting any younger. Uh you see those, especially the bigger catchers. Like you saw it happen with Matt Weeders, just kind of fell off a cliff. Right. Um, yeah. Especially since he's starting to age up too. A yeah. Bit. You kind of hope that doesn't happen to Sal Perez, but it'll definitely be interesting seeing if it does. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Like I said, both of these teams at the end, just kind of like they're just kind of like here, trying trying to stay relevant. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, moving on to another team that used to be really good and is not anymore. And that's the Detroit Tigers. Um, I'm going to ask you real quick, what the hell happened to the Detroit Tigers? Like, so Dave Dombrowski happened to the two of the Detroit Tigers. That, like, you know, I don't know if you ever watched like, the SB Nation collapse episodes. Like, they had a collapse episode of the Detroit, Detroit Tigers. Yeah, that was, I mean, the, 20, the, the 24, 2013 and 2014 Detroit Tigers were some of the best baseball teams I've ever seen. That didn't win. Yeah, they made the World Series in 2012, and they... They lost to San Francisco, and then after, like ever since then, like they've been like they were. And that wasn't honestly, in my opinion, the the team that went to the World Series wasn't even the best one of that three year run. Yeah, because they got David Price. Twenty fourteen, when they had David Price, was the best team I've ever seen. That didn't yeah. that didn't win anything. That's abs- It's and it's that's just wild. That's wild. I mean, you're thinking of, this is a team that had Miguel Cabrera when he when he was still really good, Max Scherzer, David Price, Justin Verlander, JD Martinez, Nicholas Castellanos, like. And they won nothing. Yeah, they, they they have nothing to show for it. That's absolutely absurd. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But getting back to the to the current day Tigers, there's not much to talk about. <laughs> they got they, they got some interesting players. Um, yeah. I mean Matthew Boyd's pretty good. Um, yeah. And you know he was definitely I could say the Tigers now have officially won the David Price trade. 
because uh, yeah. Matthew Boyd was uh, part of the return from the Blue Jays in uh, in exchange for David Price in 2015. Yeah, that's yeah, that's safe to say. So Matthew Boyd's looking like he's going to be, you know, a, a high end of the rotation type pitcher uh, for the and next few years at least. Miguel Cabrera there too, like Miguel Cabrera's like, like you know, it's it's me, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll give him, you know, I'll give him his due. He's definitely getting. Uh, he's not even that old. He's only like thirty four, but he, he's falling apart. Um, his injuries are killing him. He's yeah, been, he's been around for such a long time though too. He has, he has. He's been in the league since I feel like he was ten years old. Yeah, because he, I mean, he started in like two thousand three with the Marlins. Yep. So it seems such a long time ago. Yeah, so I mean, you you still got him as a vet presence, um, which is good for that. You know, they're a relatively young team. Um, Jonathan Scope. Yeah, they got they got Jonathan Scopin, who's yeah, he can hit. No. He's he's yeah, he's been very, he's just he's like a very inconsistent year. He just kind of. I feel like, you know, he had that time with the Orioles where he was there for a decent amount of time, but he's just kind of, you know, bouncing around a little bit right now, but he just kind of hits wherever he goes. So, I mean, he'll be he'll be entertaining to watch. They're they're a weird team cuz they they you know, they just had the number 1 pick. They drafted Spencer Torkelson, who fans, I would give him a pretty good shot at seeing Spencer Spencer Torkelson this year. That'd be, that'd be so funny. There's definitely a pretty good chance of that happening cuz I mean, he's he's a college kid. He's coming out of college, so he's, you know, a couple years older than, you know, if they had gone with a high school kid that you don't want to yeah. throw straight into the MLB. Might as well. Might much. honestly, I mean, Torkelson's got three years of college under his belt. Might as well throw him, throw him in, see how he does. Yeah. Get the most, get the most out of your your young guy while you can. Yeah, just, and it doesn't have to be right away. I don't think it's going to be right away. Just you know, no. midway to late in the season. You know, obviously they're not going to be playing for anything, so just throw him in, kick the tires, see how he does. They're not going to have much any sort of like attention. No, also. not at all. They're they're going to be really bad. Um, but, so I'd yeah. say you know MVP of that team, I would say Scope. Um, he's probably the best hitter they have. Uh, I'd say uh, they just they brought in CJ Crone too, uh, who can who can also swing. From Minnesota, Minnesota was on like I said, flyball central. Yep. So I mean they got some power hitters in the middle there. So I mean, my, yeah, my MVP is gonna be Matt Boyd. I mean, because yeah, he was an All Star last year, right? Yep. Uh, so, I believe so. Yeah. 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 Who else on the Tigers would have been one? Exactly. Like, he, they yeah. got to have a rep from every team, and who else in Detroit was an all-star last year? I don't think that's the thing. I'm starting to think that some teams just shouldn't be allowed to have a rep at this point. Yeah, I think it's. I thought it's a stupid rule because I mean, two years ago they had Jay Happ as the representative for the Blue Jays, and Jay Happ sucks. <laughs> like, like, like with Baltimore. Like, does Baltimore really need an all-stars? No, no. <laughs> Although you know what, John Means. John Means was their all-star last year, and he deserved it. He got some Rookie of the Year votes, so. Yeah, like okay, like if they deserve it is one thing, but like if they if they just have a if you just have a sucky team and you have nobody other team that deserves to be an all star, I don't know. Yeah, I no, I I, I agree with that. Because the Padres would like every like if the Padres had that stretch where they just were ass before like before their young guys actually started coming up and playing in the bigs, and they would just sit like the most random ass people the all star game. Yeah, I think they had Drew Pomerantz go one year, although he was really good that year. I don't know. Yeah. I I guess you can ju- you could probably if you really looked into it you could justify every one of them. That's true. That's true. Um, but just face value, like I don't want to watch Drew Pomerantz in an All Star game. No, no. Uh, yeah, I, I, you got a point. Like, like for in certain scenarios, I feel like more more often than not, like if the team sucks, they just like send one of their relievers to the All Star game. Yeah, for sure. You get just like random relievers who have a low ERA. They're like, all right, here you deserve it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that does yeah. that. Just about does it for the AL Central. We'll move on to the West. Uh, top of the West. Ah, that we might differ here. Um, we'll start. We'll start with Houston. We'll start with the trash can bangers. Trash can bangers. Uh, definitely I, not winning the division this year. I have them at third. 
I think they'll come in second. I think they'll come in second. Um, Regardless of where they end up, I don't think they're making the playoffs this year. I don't probably think I, not, and if they do, it's going to be wild card two, and they're going to get bounced by Tampa. Oh, yeah. Tam- Tampa's my lockdown. I'm locking them in wild card one. Yeah, I have. I got I got Tampa and Chicago. That's my, those are my two. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, um, but as far as Houston goes, looking at their, like, you know, their, their back half of the rotation's pretty weak. You got Lance McCullers coming back. Um, and then your rotation, I mean, your, your lineup's not got much problems, but I mean, is it though? Like, maybe the trash bag. I don't mean, that's the thing. Cause like, I don't know how much of that it really played an effect. Yeah, I mean, I it helped, but I mean, guys like yeah. Bregman and Altuve, like, they're still all world hitters. You, st- and you, you know, you still got to hit the ball. Like, you know what I mean? You still got to make, you still got to make contact. Right. Right. I don't think it's going to affect them as much as I think some people want it to. And especially now that there's going to be no fans, yeah, they don't have to deal with that. I think that was going to be a huge part of the noise for them, like was just the, the opposing fans. Next year. Next year might be a little bit worse. Yeah. Ne- yeah, no, next year it's going to be they'll come at them. Whenever they can allow fans back into the state, hopefully next year for, for everyone Yeah, else fingers crossed. But, um, um yeah. He's going to be out too, but just because, like I like you said, I don't think that he's like it doesn't really affect him as much. Um, and you know, Altuve just for the past decade has been one of the best hitters in baseball. Like just consistent, a very consistent hitter. Um, and then my X factor is going to be Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa is kind of like he's, he's another one of like inconsistent guys. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say necessarily the label was a bust or anything like that. But I feel like as far as like his expectations, I feel like he's definitely not performing up. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, he's just kind of been like quiet. You don't really, you don't really hear much about him. He's also loud though. Like he has a loud mouth. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But like as far as like on the field, I feel like he just he gets forgotten in that big three of uh, him, Altuve, and Bregman. And Springer. And Springer. And Springer. I think uh, my so my MVP for the Astros is going to be Alex Bregman, because um, I'm I'm really curious to see how he he bounces back. I think he'll end up being fine. He'll come out of this. Um, because, I mean, that kid, he was a beast at LSU. Yeah, yeah, Bregman, that's the thing. Like, Bregman, Altuve, like, and same thing with Springer. Like, all the three of them, like, I'm not worried. Really yeah, I'm really not. I, I, they'll be. They'll all be fine. I mean, all those guys can hit. It's just, it's obviously you cheated. You should get absolutely demolished for it, for the level to which you cheated and the fact that you won a World Series while you were cheating. Um, But I, I think the actual cheating didn't really boost them to the levels that, you know, the narrative plays it out that it did. Right. And it sucks because like when you run and cheat, you're all rooting for them too. Yeah, exactly. Especially twenty seventeen. That was such a great story. Yeah. Like even this past year, like I was like, damn, I like both of these teams. Like I want both of these teams to play do really well in the World Series. And yeah. Definitely. Definitely. My X factor is gonna be uh kinda going out of the way here. And it's gonna be an unpopular pick for sure, because I know everybody hates this guy. Um and I honestly it's a story for another day, but I don't understand why he's worse than some other people who have done the same thing. Uh, and that's Roberto Osuna. Okay. And obviously he's had that history with the domestic, domestic violence case and all that. And that's why I was saying, I don't get because it seems like we, people are just constantly piling on, piling on, piling on. Then you look at a guy like Araldis Chapman and we forget about it. Nobody cares. When, he, when he had the same type of issues. So it's just, it's, you know, it's one of those things. And like, I, you know, what Osuna did was, was wrong and disgusting. And he should be, you know, if you want to write him off, write him off. I have no issues with that, but let's do that to everybody who's had these same problems. No, yeah, that's Like fair. we can't just pick and choose which ones we get mad about. 
No, yeah, that's fair. I'm with you on that. And that's the thing, like, even with everything that went on, like, Asuna's still a very good pitcher. Like, it hasn't affected any sort. Yeah, I mean, he's the, he's the youngest player in, I believe, the history of baseball to get to 100 saves. Broke uh, Mariano Rivera's record considerably. Um, the, the, kid, the kid can pitch. Uh, he's had some, you know, obviously as all closers are, a little volatile. He's had some bad blow-ups at the end of games and big games, um, you know, Times being, uh, he gave up that home run to DJ LeMayhew in the ALCS um, at the end there in the ninth inning before Altuve walked it off. He gave up that grand slam to Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, so he's had some he's had some moments, but he's also proven himself in the playoffs to be completely shut down. Um, yeah. You know, the one that sticks out to me the most is 2015 against the Rangers, came in and got a five-out save um, in game five in the midst of that pandemonium that was the Jose Bautista bat flip. Right. He was able to come in, you know, 20 years old and, you know, shut down a really good offense in the Rangers. So he can do it. So if he, you know, if he can prove himself to really just steady the boat there and kind of block out the outside noise and really just, you know, put his head to the ground and pitch, you know, they got themselves probably, you know, top five closer in baseball. So they they um, can. Well, it's, it's safe to say that he's he's right up there with, with, with like uh, the other big names. Yeah, absolutely. And they can use their bats. And they don't have to worry about because the rest of the bullpen, you know, they get Brad Peacock back there and a couple other guys who could pitch. Um, but that's the guy that if he shows up, that bullpen is now elevated to a whole nother level. Right, right. And, and if you, it's, it's like the do or die. Like if he, but if he falters, like it messes everything up. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it goes with the position. But he's one of those guys that if he's on, he's on. He's one of the best in the game. Yeah, he is the true definition of the next fan. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to the, uh, I think, consensus second best team in that division. That's the Oakland A's, uh, another shoestring budget type team. They're um, my number one. That's yeah, no, they're my favorite team in that division. They're one of my favorite teams in the league. Um, oh, yeah, I love it. I'd say they're probably they're probably my second favorite American League team behind Toronto. Um, and the jerseys. The jerseys. Oh, the jerseys are awesome. Awesome. Sure, we, could, we, could, we could spend an entire episode going over the Oakland Athletics jerseys. I wrote an entire article on their on the best jerseys in baseball, and they were number one. Yeah, um, absolutely. They 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 got great jerseys. Great jerseys. Baseball jerseys in general are very underrated. For sure, Ab- absolutely, they definitely are. Number one, number one. Um, Might not be the most comfortable fit, but they're number one. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, yeah, they, they this is I think this is a fun year. They finally could like go out and be that number one team in the division. Like it's been a while, but they finally like they can finally get that now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's looking like they're gonna get Sean Mania back, which is huge. Um, you know, the rest of that rotation's not bad. It's filled with like a lot of you know just just solid pitchers. Like I wouldn't yeah. say they have you know a lot of guys who like knock your socks off good in the rotation. Yeah, yeah, and you have Frankie Montas. But they got a lot of guys that are just good. Yeah, yeah. There's no one that's just like it's, it's just everyone's like very, very, very solid. Yeah, even get down to Mike Mike Fires, like uh, guys down at the bottom there, like just solid, you know, MLB journeyman starters. Yeah, exactly. And uh, then you know the, the bullpen's good. Bullpen, bullpen's outrageous. I mean, you got Liam Hendricks at the back who has morphed. He went from just kind of like eh to like since he's been in Oakland, morphed into like just lockdown. Like that, that is, his his ball moves so much. Right, you got him, and then it's hard. Lou, Lou Trevino also good. Really, really, really good stuff towards the back um, end of that bullpen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
if you're looking at and then if you're looking at the lineup standpoint, you got Marcus Simeon, who was third in the MVP voting last year in the American League. You know, Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman's going to do Matt Chapman type things. Chris Davis is going to hit you a ton of home runs like he usually does. And hit 247. And hit 247 every single year. 247 and 47 home runs or something like that. Whatever, whatever it is. Um, it just it you just it's just solid production all around. Like it is, it, everyone everyone just picks up their their end of the work. It kind of like it might be a weird like comparison, but it's almost kind of like the Patriots. Like everyone just does their job. Yeah, no, no, I totally get that. They're just kind of constantly cycling different guys out. Yeah, they just they just don't have that six time World Series World Series champion. You know, they're yeah, not, they're not, they're they're not at that level. But like they got a few. Like, they haven't won in a while, but they got a few. Yeah, they they were good in the they were good in like the nineteen thirties. They were good in the seventies. They had that they had that cool Mark McGuire. Oh, they could say they were they were decent uh, towards the end of the eighties too. Right around like end end of the eighties into the early nineties, they were winning a little bit. You had, you had that four headed monster that or five headed monster that you had like Ricky Henderson, Dave Stewart, Dennis Eckersley, Mark McGuire, and Jose Canseco. Yep, yep, but. They should be pretty good this year because, like you said, you know they got Chapman. They still have Matt Olson, Ramon Laureano out in center is one of the best outfielders in baseball. He's got the best arm for sure, yeah. absolutely, without a doubt in my mind. He's the best arm. Incredible arm. Dude's got an absolute cannon. My uh, my MVP pick for this is Matt Chapman. You know Matt Chapman, like he, he just he just does it all at this point. He's one of the best fielders in baseball. He's a very good hitter as well. Just he's everything you could want basically for that team. Um, and then my expectation could be Sean and I have. It just seeing how he comes back because he was he was really good before he got shut down with that Tom John back in action. So yeah, yeah, my MVP is going to be Marcus Semyon. Um, like you said, he was third in the MVP voting last year. Kind of curious to see how he follows that up, but I'm hopeful. I think he'll be pretty good. Um, I, that caught me so off guard too. Like it just caught me off guard that he was that. It that did because when he first came up, he was terrible. Right. Like for for a couple of years, like he just wasn't that good. Like he couldn't field to save his life. Played for the White Sox, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, yeah for, for for a little bit, and then he went to Oakland um, relatively early. But yeah, I, yeah. just for the first little bit, he really he just couldn't. He was making a lot of errors, wasn't that good. And then he's, you know, he's kind of turned it, not kind of, he really has turned it around. He's been really good. Um, so I think he'll be the MVP of that team. Um, just kind of gives it to you on both sides of the ball. Really, really good. Um, right. X-Factor, I'll go with um, Matt Olson, First Matt base. Olsen. Lefty in the middle of that lineup, you know, you kind of know what you're going to get from him, but if he comes out and he starts whacking home runs left and right, 60-game season like we keep mentioning, you know, all it takes is for one guy to get hot for a little bit, and that changes the whole complexion. Rowdy Tellez syndrome. Yeah, Rowdy Tellez syndrome. That dude's the king of the three-week hot streak. But Matt Olson is also falls in that category, too. Kind of, yeah. I'd, I'd say Olson's definitely better than Tellez, but he falls oh. into the same type of player. Yeah, like, they, like if he gets hot, like, like he's just gonna watch home runs left. He's got yeah, he's got big time power, so we'll we'll see. He should be pretty yeah, good though. Um that team is that team as a whole is gonna be really good. Yep, absolutely. Alright, moving um, moving down the list, uh we'll do the Angels next. And um really the Angels kinda remind me of the Indians, but they're more Protestant. Yeah, no, they just uh it's gonna depend on the pitching for him. I have them at second. I have them over Houston. I, ha- I have him third. I'm just really low on Houston this year. I just don't want to see them. I, it's a mix of... You I don't want to see them win. I do not want to see them succeed because they suck. No, I, I totally get that. Um, I have them... I, I had Oakland first, Houston second, LA third, Texas fourth, Seattle fifth. 
Yeah, so we just we just differ on angels and Astros. That's it. Yeah, the, my thing with the angels is is what's their pitching going to look like? Obviously, the the hitting's going to be fine. You got Trout, Otani's back. Otani Otani hit last year. You brought in yeah. Rendon. You still have Justin Upton. Albert Pujols might come and hit you a few home runs here and there. He's not the best hitter, but Andrews and Andrews. Andrews and Simmons is going to you, know, you know he's fine. It's a good hitter. He hits his weight, which is all you can ask for. Yeah, exactly. David Fletcher. Yeah, so they're going to hit, they're going to score runs. Um, It's the pitching. You know, Otani's coming back as a pitcher this year, coming off of TJ. Um, Is he going to be able to be, you know, kind of your ace again? (laughs) And you got Andrew Heaney, too. Yeah, you have Andrew Heaney. They brought in Dylan Bundy. Um, And Dylan Bundy, I feel like he's a pitcher that could do better with more support because, like, obviously playing in Baltimore during these Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. you're gonna suck as a pitcher. Like you're, you're gonna suffer. Right. I mean, you got that lineup. They're gonna score runs, and you're also playing in the AL West, which isn't as good of a division. It's still a good division, but it's not as good. Right. Um, so you'll, you'll have more. I think you'll. I think you'll. You'll see him have a little more of a resurgence. And uh, yeah, you can definitely afford on a team like that. Can afford to give up like you know four runs a game, and not and, and not you know, lose every day, and still give your team a chance to win. Yeah, with that offense, you'll be good. To, you'll be good with about five or six runs. Yeah, like he only needs to be mediocre. Yeah, as I, like uh, the third pitcher in that rotation. I think we can both agree on who the MVP pick is going to be for this team. Oh, it's Mike Trout. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really, it's as long as Mike Trout is on the Angels, he's the MVP of that team. Yeah, because he's you know best player in baseball. You know, it's kind of just yeah. Um, and I think we the, probably have the same X factor too. Well, who's your X factor? Otani's my X factor. Because okay. because like mine's weird because mine is. Mine is basically whoever the third outfielder is at this point for the team. Because, like, last year was, I think, Brian Goodwin was their third outfielder. He's supposed to be the third outfielder now. And he's, he's not bad. But you also have Joe Adele, who's a fifth like who's the fifth best prospect for the Bigs. Yeah, we'll probably see him this year. And he was in double-A last year. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll most likely see him this year, then. So if you bring him up like that, it'd be really huge. But, like, either them or Otani. Like, yeah, yeah I, think I, mean, it's, I think it's going to be Otani just because he's coming back off of Tommy John as a pitcher. Yeah, true. And That's the X factor. Like, if, if he's, I just want to see. I want to see him do so good. I want to see him do good. So yeah, badly. it's Otani the pitcher. That's the X factor, not Otani the hitter. No, no, because we know what a, we we know what Otani on the offense brings to the table. Like he's just he's very easily he's very well rounded. Yeah, I just want to um, see how he res- how he bounces back because he was really good the first year before he blew out his elbow. Right. Yeah. Well, he's been around for two years now, or one. Year? Uh, this is his. This is gonna be his third. It's gonna be his third year. See, I don't know why, but last year I thought last year was his year. Yeah, no, he but, he debuted in 2018. Um, went down late 2018 with his elbow. Because he didn't he didn't pitch at all last year. Yeah, he didn't pitch at all last year. He rehabbed for a few months and ended up coming back as a DH like midway through the season. Yeah, so he that's, hit. Because that's, that's a good thing about him is like even if he's like with most pitchers like you're gonna miss an entire year but since he can do what he can with the plate like he'll be he's available yeah exactly he came back and was able to produce so yeah yeah i can see yeah i'd say either him or whatever is the hell is going on with that third outfield spot because if they could put a joe adele and have that outfield trio of trout adele up to like that that'd be really nice for them yeah it's it's an interesting team but um if the pitching holds up they'll be good and yeah. they'll probably they could they could probably overtake Houston <clears throat> overtake Houston in my opinion. Um, oh, yeah. for a second. And, I, and, I, and I'm a believer in Andrew Heaney too. Andrew Heaney's been a good pitcher that plays two times past too. 
like he's, he had a couple of nice stints. So I think I think he'll have a good nice season too. Yeah, they'll, they'll be a fun team to watch. And so will the Texas Rangers, our next team. Catch that segue. It was pretty good. Nice. I like that. <laughs> um, very good. They're not going to be very good in comparison to everybody else, but they'll be fun. They'll be, a, over, like you said, overall, they'll be a good team, but they're not as good as the other teams in their own division. Yes. Uh, so just kind of by default, they're in fourth. Um, they brought Corey Kluber in. Obviously, he's aging a little bit, um, but, I mean, the, the guy can still pitch. Still, yeah, he's still good. And then you have, like, on the other side, you got Joey Gallo, who just hits a ton of home runs. <laughs> yeah, you still got El- Elvis Andrews is still kicking around over there. Yeah, Elvis Andrews, he's been around. He, he been around. Oh, he's that been around forever. Miss, makes me miss Adrian Beltran. Yeah. <laughs> that's another that's another that's a, the, the Rangers have been, like, pretty decent. Like, they haven't really fell off, like, badly over the course of the decade. They're, they, they, like, they didn't do what the, the Tigers did. Like, they still been, like, kind of relevant. Yeah, they're fine. They're they're the definition of just, like, an average team. Yeah, they're just kind of, like, there now, though. They're, they're just kind of, like, middling around, like, that 500. Yeah, I think if, if everything goes well for them, they could, you know, make it interesting at the end. I don't think they'll do anything, but they could make it interesting. Yeah, um, that's... But that's a very big if. Yeah, exactly. Especially with what you're dealing with too like you got the a's the astros angels you know i mean the mariners aren't gonna put pretty much to the table but yeah um I, i'd say my mvp for the rangers um is gonna be kluber coming in first year is just kind of you know he's going to establish himself as that that number one pitcher in that rotation mm-hmm. um x factor is going to be joey gallo uh because oh. his contact rate is just pitiful he doesn't but when he, when he hits a ball it's actually good exactly and he's a guy uh, i don't know if it's still true but at one point he had more home runs than he had strike or uh, singles yeah that doesn't surprise me at all so he's like the modern day, like the modern day adam Dunn. yeah he's just if he can just get on base a little bit more it would yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it would make a world of difference for the team he'll be more productive i actually have him as my mvp this season i got gallo as my mvp and then my x factor would be rolled at the door um, if he can become a good baseball player again, that'd be nice. Yeah, but, uh, he's never been the same since he tried to, or since he did punch uh, Jose Bautista in the face. Yeah, that, that was that's that's been his crown moment, but he still is barely hitting over two hundred as, as a second base. I mean, yeah. He, the, the good thing about him is he he's like in the same field as uh, as Gallo. Like he doesn't hit, he hits a ton of home runs, and he you know he gets he gets like he gets everything else, but he just can't hit the ball. He gets home one of the, and when he does, it just goes out of the park. You know, last yeah. year he bat, he last year two or three, who had thirty runs. So it's cool, but still. Right, you just need but, some more on base. Yeah, exactly. That's all you can ask for. All right, um, now now to the last place team uh, in the AL West, and our final team on this tour around the American League, the Seattle Mariners. Are are just, interesting. They're not that good, but they're interesting. They have a good rotation. They yeah. have a pretty decent rotation. They're just having their bats are kind of non-existent. It doesn't help that they also play at Safeco Field. Yeah, no, that's definitely a pitcher's park. Uh, my MVP for them is going to be Mitch Haniger. Is he so? I see. That's a thing. When I looked up the when I looked up the t- the thing, I didn't think he played for them anymore because he wasn't on the depth chart at all. He's still unless he opted out and I didn't see it. Because I, if that's the case, he's going to be my X factor without a doubt. Yeah, like, unless he opted out and I missed it, he's still on the team. Him. Because he was great two years ago, and then last year he just absolutely terrible. If he's if he's not playing this year, my MVP is going to be um, Kyle Seager, who I also believe I feel like opted out. 
Um, Mitch Haniger is still it, – it says that he's on the team. All right, there we go. So Mitch Haniger is my MVP. That's what I thought. Um, he's got the most potential to be good on that team. There's really not a whole lot. Um, my X factor is going to be somebody that I think will end up seeing up with the team this year, but I'm not positive, and that's Jared Kalenic. And Ooh, yeah, you've seen you've seen the Carabas tweets. Yeah, um, that's good. This kid rakes. Yep, that's big that's time. Good. And Mets fans weep because that was the uh, return for wow. Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz, neither of whom have been that good for the Mets. Yep, yep. Mets are Mets are the Mets just and this kid can rake. So yes. if they bring him up, he's I mean, they bring him up, he's like kind of by default one of their best players, probably their best hitter. Easily. Without a doubt. Um, so as far as Hanniger goes, he got a ruptured testicle 12 months ago. Oh, that sounds painful. Tough news for him. Um, so apparently he's eligible to come off the injury list on August 12th. Okay, so he's he's probably not going to. So he so he, he might not play at yeah, all. Yeah, I, I doubt he'll play then at that point. Like a little bit of the season. Because Seattle, Seattle's not contending for anything. So that's why uh, <laughs> ruptured testicle. Jesus Christ. Yikes. I'm just going to. I'm gonna knock on wood. Uh, no pun intended. Those are the breaks, man. Yeah, it's just. Oh, that's <laughs> Those are the, oh, That's awful. You really hate to see that. That is awful. Now that's the more I think about it. That's terrible. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, this episode is sixty feet six inches. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Raise anyway. a glass. Pour one out from a Chaniger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's too bad. All right. Moving on, my, my MVP is going to be Marco Gonzalez. Um, he was pretty good for the, the Mariners last year, and he's going to be the number, looks like he's going to be the number one starter again this year. So he's going to be my MVP pick. Um, my X Factor, since Mitch Hanager's not going to play, poor guy, um, my, my X Factor pick is going to be J.P. Crawford. I don't really know if he's just like fallen off a cliff because it seems like he has. But I know that he used to be one of the top prospects for the Phillies, so maybe if he can get, if he, if he can get himself back on track, because it looks like it, he looks like he's gonna be playing over D Gordon. Yeah, no, no, he's definitely gonna be playing over D Gordon's. He's washed, for yeah, lack of a better term. Um, so now um, J P Crawford, he's kind of turned into like Jose Iglesias. Yeah, so if he can, if he can get some of some of the, uh, his bat ability back, then he'll be a little bit better off. Which is what this team could use at this point, because I when I was looking at this thing, they have like zero energy in this team. So yeah. Uh, and shameless plug, if no one has seen that. Documentary on the Seattle Mariners is a must watch. That is a must watch. I still need that, to check it out. They're they're just such an awful organization. They're the definition of poverty franchise. I mean, poverty? you had so so much talent run through there. I mean, Randy Johnson, Edgar Martinez, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Felix poverty. Hernandez, and obviously you know some of these guys weren't there at the same time. But A Rod, uh, yeah, you're telling me you couldn't Ichiro? Yeah, outside of 2001, where they won all those games and then they didn't win the World Series. Um, obviously, that's probably I think in the history of baseball, maybe the best team to never win a World Series. I was obviously it was 2001. I was a year old when that season took place. Yeah. Um. So I don't remember it. So the best team I've ever seen were those those Tigers teams. Yeah, those Tigers. Ridiculous. But the Mariners are probably better. The Mariners are better than those Tigers teams. But, I mean, just outside, like, you had Felix Hernandez, who's probably one of the best pitchers of this generation, and you pissed away his entire prime. 
Yeah. I don't know, they didn't even, did they even contend for the playoffs once? No, they they were in it a couple times. They were they were in it a couple times, and then they were just like they would they would like just. I think it would, there was a couple there was a couple seasons where it'd be like literally down to the last day of the season. Yeah, yeah, no, they get bounced. I mean, I, I can't was, remember a time that I watched a Mariners playoff game that wasn't I, like did, you know did they, a throwback. Did they even? They, I feel like. I feel like they were like the second wild card team once in Stanley. I don't remember. Uh, I don't think they were because I'm trying to looking back at the wild card. It's been Baltimore, Toronto's got it, um, Oakland, Tampa. Yeah, I don't know if Seattle's ever made the playoffs. They they did. I don't think they have since the wild card's been the wild card round has been put into place. I don't even know. Uh, they, they, as much as the, as bad as an organization they are, they're one of the most interesting and like craziest. It's like, it's a fascinating they, story as to why. They are they are so fascinating. It's what it's they, definitely an interesting story as to why they've been so eh. Yeah, because if they the people who do it, they they look into it and they have so many like random occurrences that happen with this organization. It's just comical. It's so funny. Like just the random shit that happens to this team. Yeah, and, and mention they get all these good like they they first somehow find a way to get all these good players, and then just something goes wrong every single time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But right. yeah, they, they they don't have any of those good players. They're, they're yeah, no, they're going to be kind of bad. But you know what they're trying. But Jared Kalenic, so stay tuned for they, that. I guess if they can start to rebuild a farm system and find their next Ken Griffey Jr. in their farm system, that'd be nice. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's about all we got for you guys today. Um, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to check out uh, the podcast just about anywhere, definitely on Spotify um, and on the website, www.tailgatesportsentertainment.com. Make sure to check out uh, mine and Dylan's writing um, on the website as well. And until next time, thanks for listening.